bad credit. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Wow, this is an unbelievable topic that surfaced in the Facebook group with literally hundreds of people interested in learning how to repair credit, not only for themselves, but also for you know prospective buyers that they've got, which obviously is a major component in real estate transactions, given that 97% of all, I'm sorry, 98% of all real estate transactions nationwide involve some type of mortgage finance, which obviously is going to have some credit component to it. So this is a topic that I am very well versed in, having had to learn it backwards, forwards, upside down, inside out, not only for myself, but also for the thousands of clients I had in mortgage banking, where my entire income and obviously the ability to purchase a dream home or ability to refinance and get cash out and do other things that they were trying to do for uh, my clients was uh, it was just you know imperative that uh, they they get the help that they needed now what most people don't understand is that literally I don't, and I, I have to pull the statistic up because I don't know exactly what the number is but it, it's a very large percentage I would say over 80% of all credit reports have some incorrect information on them. Now, as we get into this, we're going to roll into a very, very deep, deep, deep dive. We're going to go way down the rabbit hole to really show you guys how the law really functions, what's really going on, and how to legally, legally, legally remove any derogatory items that are on your credit report. You don't owe them. You think you do. I'll explain why you don't owe them. And I'm going to explain for free exactly how to get rid of all of them. And we're going to bring some other guests on that have followed not only what I have uh, demonstrated for them and shown them to do to the point that I'm going to bring on a client that uh, we did a deal with back in 1990. I'm sorry, in uh, 2008, I believe it was, early 2009 possibly, that came to me, she had a 376 credit score, literally had 31 derogatory accounts on her credit report, and within 69 days, 69 days, just over a month and a week, from talking to me by simply following my instructions and sending two simple letters, she legally removed 28 of the 31 derogatory accounts, all of which were her accounts and stuff that she had gotten loans on, you know, cell phone bills, cars, I mean, credit cards, collections, charge-offs, medical bills, everything, you name it. She had it all. You're going through a divorce, and as usual, when that happens, you know, everybody pulls out their pistols, nobody pays anything, and they both, you know, both ships sink, unfortunately. People get real emotional, unfortunately, with the uh, divorce situation, and, and you'll often see this where, you know, they just, it's just, you know, there's no logic uh, being applied, unfortunately, because it's all emotion-based. But Nonetheless, within that 69-day period, she was able to legally eliminate 28 of the 31 derogatory accounts. Now, that's, again, that's across all three bureaus. We're not talking about 28 different trade lines across three bureaus. I'm talking about 28 different, different accounts reporting times three, in other words, on each individual bureau, Equifax, TransUnion, and, and, um, Equifax, TransUnion, and um, Experian. So sit back. You need to get out a uh, your iPhone, uh, pen and paper, however you take notes and take notes because we're going to show you exactly how we got those eliminated and increased our score by 191 points in 69 days.
Now, I'm going to tell you this, these credit repair scam companies that are out there like Lexington Law, which they're not in the credit repair business. They're in the collecting monthly payments business. That's what they do. They're there to string you out for month and month and month and month and month and month. And the typical client ends up somewhere between 14 and 22 months before they figure out what the scam is after they've been making you know uh, payments to them all that period of time for nothing or basically payment or it's a paper processing. They, they keep sending the same dispute letters out over and over again. You've got to pay a premium uh, for them to, to do what I just told you about uh, with Sarah, which I'll explain in detail in a few minutes. But what they're never going to tell you is this. You'll never hear this anyplace else. Anything and everything that you can do or an attorney can do or anybody can do to legally repair your credit can be done. And I mean, everything can be done in 76 days or less under federal law because it is all based on federal law. 76 days or less. So right now from this date, what is this? It is March 26th. It is uh, 9.34 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time in uh, on a Sunday morning. We're going to go out. It's beautiful out. We're going to have a great day, take the kids out to lunch, and then we're going to hit the beach later. Beautiful day, but I'm telling you right now from this day, if you follow what I'm showing you how to do, 76 days from now, you can have everything that is on your credit report that is that needs to be deleted, needs to go away, completely removed. There's nothing else that you'll be able to do uh, that you cannot do within this first 76-day period of time. And I'll explain why it's 76 days and how to do every bit of it. This is actually going to be an ongoing series. It's not going to—it's too much information for just one. It'll be like drinking from a fire hose, and we're going to bring some other people on for some uh, really advanced stuff. So sit back, uh, enjoy, take notes, and you know, take control. I'm just telling you, take control. They don't want you to know this information, and there's a reason why, and I'll explain that as well. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. is the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. Buckle your your seatbelt and prepare to learn how to legally make six figures investing in real estate with no money, no credit check, and nothing but a computer and internet connection. Learn how you too can begin generating buyers and sellers for free today and why you're only two calls away from making a $10,000 or more payday while never leaving the comfort of your home. And now, your host, the virtual real estate investor, Vincent Polisi. Here we go. All right, let's kick this thing off because I know you guys are dying for this information and it is an unbelievable value that you're about to get absolutely free, as always, from yours truly, the virtual real estate investor. Okay, so... Credit repair. It is the big phantom mystery that nobody seems to understand or have any grasp of, and that's because they don't want you to. Why? Who is they? Creditors, lenders, banks, the people that are charging you interest on money do not want you to know this information because it helps them make more money. The credit scoring system is a cattle, yeah, cattle like cows, cattle grading system. And the sole purpose is to be able to charge you more money. That's it. That's it. Credit scores are not an indicator or insurance policy for future payments. And if, as an investor, I don't even pull credit from a, credit, from a standpoint of 
getting a credit score to determine someone's credit worthiness because it doesn't guarantee me a monthly payment going forward. And if it doesn't guarantee me a monthly payment going forward, it's worthless. What, 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 what good is it? It's not doing anything for me. They could have an 800 credit score. They could have a 300 credit score. I've seen 300 credit score people pay perfectly. I've seen 800 credit score people get a job loss. They only had one stream of income, and all of a sudden that 800 credit score is a 480, and you're not getting paid, and they're being uh, evicted or foreclosed on or whatever. These kind of things happen because the average person doesn't have multiple streams of income, so when that life crisis happens, which... Uh, they say happens every once uh, every 10 years on average to the average person who isn't prepared. And uh, what is it? They say 76% of people are, are one missed paycheck away from bankruptcy. That's the average person that's out there. So don't be that way. So you don't get yourself into these situations like I did back in 2000, 2007, had one stream of income from mortgage banking. They turned the faucet off and all of a sudden I went, I made 80 grand. Uh, the last month uh, doing you know my own deals. I'm talking about my own deals, not income derived from any of uh, my employees or anything else. And all of a sudden, go from that to zero because I mean the faucet got turned off. But guess what? Didn't get turned off. All those expenses and bills they kept coming in. And I don't care who you are. Once uh, your income gets turned off, if you only have one stream, it's only a matter of time that you can survive without there being some type of damage to the credit report. You can beg, borrow, steal, sell everything you got, do whatever you got to do. But at some point in time, if you don't continue that cash flow stream coming in, you're going to have issues on the credit report. So I don't judge people for that. I just try to help everybody I can understand that you need multiple streams of income and you need multiple streams of internet income. And the, all of these sources, we just had this conversation with Chris in our Facebook group a couple of weeks ago. All of the sources are uh, REI-based, and I was like, no, you can't do that, man, because there's one downturn, and you're you're done. You're toast. Can't do it. you got to get something else going that has nothing to do with real estate or real estate investing. It needs to be totally outside the spectrum. That's why I do, personally, multiple other things. Wendy and I have got multiple other uh, streams that, that come in. So that if one stream is down and like the, you know, the, the river has stopped flowing the way that it once was, it's okay because all these other ones, you know, typically the way it works is one goes down, something else goes up. And so it balances out. That's why you want multiple streams of income. That's how you prevent and eliminate derogatory credit other than not, you know, having any debt, which I don't have any debt, thankfully, personally, but many of you do, probably most of you do. Most of you think that you have to have credit to uh, survive in this society. And I'm telling you that you don't. I haven't in 10 years. Don't need it. It's not a, not, a, not a situation. It's this mental thing that they try to program into people that you have to have credit. You've got to have a good credit score. You have to do all this stuff. And then all it is is it's slavery. It's it's um, economic slavery, okay, to get you into debt. Whether it's simple interest, compound interest, whatever, It's that's the whole point is they've got the society conditioned to believe that somehow you're lesser of a person if you don't have a, have an 800 credit score or 740 credit score or whatever whatever the number is they're throwing around. Don't buy into all that nonsense. It's nonsense, okay? You don't need credit for anything. I can buy houses without credit. I can buy cars without credit. I can do anything I need to do totally without credit, off the grid, on the grid, any way you want to look at it. It's not necessary. There are ways over, under, through, around for any situation that you have in life, okay? That, I mean... We've done new construction deals, no credit, no money down, taking over complete new construction property. Imagine that. Sarah, as a matter of fact, when we get her on here to do the interview, 
She's a perfect example. Came to me, had a 376 credit score. 376 credit I've never seen a credit score that low in my entire life. And I'd seen thousands of credit reports. And guess what? I was able to get her into a brand new construction, $318,000 house in Atlanta, down in uh, one of the suburbs called McDonough. Everything under warranty, all brand new, stainless, granite, you name it, the whole nine yards, and 376 credit score. Okay, so you've, you've got to kind of break free from all of the disinfo and the propaganda that they they uh, promulgate and perpetuate out there to thinking that you've got to somehow acquiesce and be this slave to society to be a quote-unquote good citizen and all that. And I'm not saying don't have good credit. I'm not saying that at all. Certainly, it's all, things can be a lot easier when you have great credit. There is no doubt about that, the way things are set up. But it's not a necessity. Okay, if I if I can do everything I need to do over ten years and live the quality of life that I can, trust me, you can too. Okay, you just have to open up your mind to what the other possibilities are and learn how to do the things the uh, the right way or the a, a different way maybe than what you've been taught with going into debt for everything because it's just not necessary. But anyway, so let's get into this. So the seventy six day deal. Let me explain to you what that is so it will make sense. Everything related to credit repair is based off federal law. Federal law that governs credit and credit repair, it is the Fair Credit Reporting Act called the FCRA. It is the Fair and Accurate Transactions Act called FACTA. It is the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, the FDCPA, which governs what they can and can't do when they're trying to collect from you. And then you also have, you run into um, regulations from the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, as well as state statute of limitations guidelines. Okay, so it's all everything related to credit repair, what can and can't be done, how to do everything. It is all out there. It's based on federal and state law, which obviously you guys know you can go look up on your own. The reason you don't know anything about credit repair, how to get all this stuff done, is because you simply haven't done the research to go out there and find out exactly what the law is. And there's no shame in that because 99% of the population hasn't done it. They don't know anything about it. And they get on the internet and they find some credit repair company that has some big super secret on how to do things. And it's all, it's all, it's all out there on the internet right now. You can go find all this stuff on your own, exactly how to do it. So it's not some big mystery. The difference is you just haven't put in the time to do the due diligence, but I'm going to help, help you with that. We're going to give you a shortcut to get there even quicker. So the reason for 76 days, why is it 76 days and why can you get anything and everything related to credit repair done in 76 days or less? Here is your answer. Federal law. That's it. That's it. That's all you get. That's the answer. Federal law. Because federal law has guidelines. Uh, they always have a term for everything. Any type of statute, code, whatever that regulates something is going to have some type of a term. And under federal law, you're forced to, if you have some collection charge off, whatever it is on the credit report, whatever the, whatever the derogatory item is that you're disputing, you have to dispute it with the credit bureau first. You can do that online now, which is a total and complete waste of time because it's all automated. And it's, the system is called uh, eOscar, is designed to automatically validate that all of the debts on the credit report are accurate. That doesn't see a person. They don't actually validate anything. You just, boom, they send this thing off, and of course it all comes back valid. Of course it does. Guess who's paying them? 
the very same creditors that are reporting the stuff on your credit report. I mean, the whole thing is a circus. So that happens. But you have to do the... Th- I mean, everything's based on time frame, so you have to do this and you have to document everything that you're doing because you may have to use this stuff later in court. Okay? You may have to use this stuff later when you're petitioning the bureaus, and I'll explain all that here in a second. So you must document everything as if you're preparing for a lawsuit because you may be. You don't know yet. So day one, dispute all derogatory items on the credit report. I don't care what it is. You don't owe it even though you think you do, and we'll explain why that is here later on. But dispute them all. Get rid of them. Just dispute them. The 30-day clock starts ticking. What I do over and above that because I want to have documentation is in addition to the online deal, which I know is a complete waste of time, I also send the very same dispute stuff to the bureaus, all three of them, certified return receipt. So I get proof of service. It's called constructive notice. Boom. There it is. I have the date and time. I have who signed for it. I can use that in court if I have to. Okay. That starts my 30-day clock ticking. Okay. So does that make sense? You guys got that? All right. So we have that documented. Their signature receiving it. We know they got it. Here comes the 30-day point. Now, at the end of that 30-day point, when they come back, and sometimes they'll get rid of stuff because somebody's not paying them anymore and they're not reporting it and it's just, it's just hanging on. But the uh, what happens at that point is after the end of the 30 days, they're going to provide you with an updated report. It'll give you, you know, so you know, these three accounts got removed, these other 19 accounts have been validated, you owe them, blah, blah, blah. And now we go on to step two. Step two for, and we'll get into some of the other advanced stuff, but for the purpose of this podcast, I'm only going to cover collections and charge-offs because that's the big thing that most people have, whether it's medical collections, whether it's credit card collections, uh, credit card charge-offs, you know, whatever. Let me explain exactly how to get rid of those very, very quickly. So when they validate those and they come back, you're going to have accounts that are either charged off, and a charge-off would be with the original creditor. Now, this is where language is very, very important, and you have to pay attention. Otherwise, this does not work. Because you send the wrong stuff, and you're not in compliance with the law, right? And I just told you, everything is predicated off of state and federal law. So what you do is, if the account is being reported by the original creditor, in other words, you have a Bank of America credit card, a Capital One credit card, and they are saying that you didn't pay them and it's in default, and they've charged off the account, which means they've written it off as a bad debt, but they still hold it. They haven't sold it to a collection agency yet, collection company. That's the original creditor. If it's the the original creditor, you have to send the original creditor what's called a debt investigation letter. If it is the collection company that they have sold it to that's reporting, and sometimes both will be on there. They'll have the original debt, and then it'll be shown as like Credit Capital One still reporting it, and they'll also have a collection agency with the same exact debt, so now they're whacking your score twice for the same thing for a duplicate. Okay, you Then you have to send the, the collection agency what's called the debt validation letter. Two different letters. Debt investigation follows one set of laws. Debt validation follows a whole other set of laws. Okay, Ultimately, they both do the exact same thing, but you have to send the correct letter to the correct entity. Now, what do these letters do and why? What these letters do is 
Hey, what's up, investors? John Lee Dumas here, founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, awarded Best of iTunes 2013, and you're listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with my man, Vincent Polisi. Prepare to ignite. What these two letters do is they provide constructive notice to the lender, the creditor, or the collection agency of your dispute of the debt and under federal law, the creditor and collection agency are required to provide all of the original documentation validating that the debt is legitimate. That includes the original application that was signed, the original notes that were signed, everything. They have to provide all of it. And that they are legally able to collect the debt. So, Here's what happens, and we're going to cover both of these things. They have to provide all of this documentation. In, in mortgage, mortgages and foreclosures, it's called, it's called produce the note. That's called the produce the note theory. But in, and this is in credit repair or under, under the credit laws. It's the debt validation, debt investigation. There's an actual documented letter that you send to them. Certified return receipt, once again, because we have that time marker. Because they have 45 days... Uh, 30 to 45 days to, to 30 days to get the information back to you. And then the credit bureaus have to have time to get it removed once you have the uh, correct information. But what these guys have to do then, the, credit, the creditor and collector, is they have to provide you this, I mean, this, this laundry list of the original documentations proving that you owe the debt and they're legally allowed to collect it. Now, 90% of the time, nine times out of 10, I would probably say closer to 98% of the time, they don't have the documents they're legally required to have to collect the debt or to report it to the Bureau. But they do it anyway. And the reason they do it anyway is because they're giving you the stupid test. What's the stupid test? They tell you something. They say you, you owe something, whatever. And even though they know they're not legally allowed to collect it or unable to collect it, they do it anyway to see if you're stupid enough to pay it. And that's what most people do. They get all freaked out. I had a guy, a client of mine, uh, years ago that um, some second mortgage that had been foreclosed on that had, had already been gone came back to him to try to collect, and he worked out a payment arrangement with them. And, and I was like, what are you doing? You know, they gave him a stupid test. And so here he is, they're deducting from his, his bank or his paycheck every two weeks. And I'm like, no, cut that off now. You don't owe them any money. The whole thing's already been written off and charged off, and you've already got all the documentation that you don't owe them any money. But people get afraid, okay? They get afraid that, oh, my God, the you know, sky's falling. Ninjas are going to pop out of the ceiling and, and come get me and all this crazy stuff. And you can't do that. You have to understand it's all a game. It's all a circus. You don't owe any of this money, even if you think you do. Keep listening, and I'll explain why that is in detail and prove it to you. Okay, so you send them the debt validation, debt investigation letter. You know, what does that take? You, you print it off, you put your, your all of the, and I'm going to provide, oh, by the way, um, if you go to, I'm going to give you the letters for free, okay, because you're listening to the podcast. Um, I would appreciate it if you haven't already. I'm going to give you something for free. I'm going to give to get here. I'm going to give it to you for free. And I would appreciate it in return if you would be so kind as to, if you haven't already, do a rating and review of the podcast and subscribe. Okay, give me, do a rating on there, say something nice, hopefully that you like it or that I'm, you hate me or whatever, but do a, a nice rating and review 
And uh, the link that you're going to go to to get these letters is virtualrealestateinvestor.org forward slash credit dash repair. So it's virtualrealestateinvestor.org forward slash credit dash repair, all lowercase. Or virtualrealestateinvestor.org forward slash credit dash repair. I'll, I'll have an email thing there. Put your email address in and we will email you the debt validation and debt investigation letter and instructions on exactly what you need to do to send them off to get this process started. Now, you have to give them 30 days. They have to have the ability and the time frame uh, to prepare all of the stuff to send it back to you. I'm telling you right now, nine times out of ten, they don't have it. Now, here's what they will do, and you have to be prepared. And that's why you're in good shape that you're listening to this. They're going to, in some cases, they will give you the stupid test and don't fall for it. You are not responsible for providing anything. And what they will do is they will send you a letter back saying, hey, we got your thing, blah, blah, blah. And we need for you to provide us uh, these documents and what they're doing is they're seeing if you're stupid enough to provide them the documents that they are legally required to have that they don't to collect the debt and to report the derogatory credit to the credit report. I have seen this happen time and time and time again. No, uh-uh. You're not required to provide it. They are. If they don't have it, guess what? Nope. Got to go. Got to come off. Okay? Now, nine times out of ten... Like I said, one of two things is going to happen. They're either, nine times out of ten, they're, they're either going to uh, tell you they don't have the stuff, in which case the, it has to come off the credit report. And if they don't do it, then you have to petition Equifax TransUnion Experian with a whole other letter indicating, hey, here's what I did. This is what happened. Here's our certified return receipts. They don't have the documentation. This needs to come off. You have uh, 15 days to get it off the report. Okay? That's the 75 days, the first 75 days. Day 76 is where if they don't do that, where you file suit against the Bureau in small claims court and they are liable then for $1,000 per account per trade line that they are falsely reporting. You heard that correct. $1,000 per account per trade line that they are falsely reporting. Now what happens is if you get to that point and you hit them in small claims court and say they've, they've, they've got 10 accounts that they're falsely reporting, that you've documented that they don't have the legal ability to report. So now you have, it's probably in some, some states that's not going to be under, un, in small claims court, you may have to take it even higher based on the amount, but you can do it in multiple suits if you had to. But you have the ability then to go ahead and file suit against them, take the, take the battle to them and make, make them proof up, which they're not going to do. Equifax is not sending an attorney down to the courthouse to fight you to prove that you owe something that you've already documented you don't owe that you've already documented the lender doesn't have the ability to legally report or the collection agency doesn't have the legal ability to report, okay? So what do they do? That's It goes away, and that way it totally gets removed. You don't have to worry about it. And you don't have to worry about it showing back up again, okay? And if, if it were to because of some glitch or something in the system, you've already got the documentation to get it removed once again without having to go through the 76-day period again. So that is the first step for most people because most people are dealing with collections they haven't paid, with charge-offs they haven't paid. And if you're right now, if you are in some situation where you are paying a collection, I can I, now. I should probably have said this from the very beginning. Um, you know, the law 
requires that I tell you that I'm not an attorney. I'm not providing any type of legal advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You know, any decisions that you make or decisions that you make solely on your own, not based off of this advice, blah, 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 whatever. So here's what I would personally do. Stop paying them. You don't owe the money. Stop paying them. Okay. And then follow this process that I just told you. Okay. Use the law to your advantage. They don't want you to know this. Nobody is ever going to tell you about this, these things, debt validation, debt investigation. They don't want you to know. Now, there's a, a bunch of other uh, really hardcore medieval things that you can do in these situations as well. I'm going to try to bring a guest on that will explain all that to you as it relates to affidavits and acquiescence and silence and how that whole thing works, especially when you get into situations uh, in court and that type of stuff. But there's no reason that if you have collections or charge-offs that they remain on your credit report, and they're very, very easy to get removed if you follow the instructions that I'm giving you right now. Now, next up in the next one, we're going to cover, I'm telling you, we're going to do a deep, deep, deep dive into everything related to credit repair and the law and how it all actually works. See, you think it works one way, and that's why you have these problems, because you don't understand, most of you anyway, probably 98% of you, 99% of you, don't understand how the law works, what law you're even under, okay? what the law is when you go into court, We'll get, we're going to get into all of this because things do not function the way you think they do. That's the big scam, all right? They got everybody confused and these people are bamboozled. It's the matrix. You think things are one way, but you don't realize what's really happening. And that's what we're going to show you. We're going to take, take the whole mask off. We're going to go behind the curtains, show you uh, what the wizard looks like, who he is, how it all functions, and how you, through knowledge, through knowledge and action, can take it to these bastards and never be in this situation again. Okay, so I hope that helps. First step, again, let's review. Dispute everything on the credit report that's derogatory. Number two, once those disputes come back as validated, then you move into either the debt validation or debt collection, I'm sorry, debt validation or debt investigation letter process. Those letters, for those of you who are interested, they're all documented with instructions, virtualrealestateinvestor.org forward slash credit dash repair, credit hyphen repair, okay? All lowercase, they'll be there. Put your email in. Also, like I said, give to get. I'm going to give. Hopefully, you will give me back. And take a few seconds and do the rating and review in iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you're listening to this. I would certainly appreciate that. Thank you. Hope this guy has helped, and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. If you found any value in this podcast, please use our Give to Get method and take a moment to give us a five-star rating in iTunes and your favorite podcast service so we can keep giving you excellent episodes of real content you can use to profit today.